Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Unlocking Business Potential, backed by BDO Tadanaki. I'm your host, Kelsey Keller, and join with me as always, we have Melissa Peters. Hello. Hey Melissa, so we've got a bit of an interesting topic to cover today. A very one topical I, topic. Yeah, it's, it's one that I kind of wish we didn't have to cover. I kind of was getting to the stage of feeling like we were out of the neck of the woods. Yep, I think we all did. Yep, so as you can probably guess, the the topic of today's conversation is going to be COVID and specifically doing business in a COVID world. Before we get stuck in, I just wanted to throw in our usual disclaimer that the information in this podcast is general in nature and no substitute for tailored advice specific to your particular circumstances. If you do need advice, make sure to touch base with your advisor. So Melissa, like this is this is a really hard topic because it's completely uprooted and changed our lives. Yep, it really has, and it does keep looping back around. And there's so much information and misinformation out there about COVID and COVID responses. So it's a really key thing that you need to know where to find that information. So Kelsey, where are some of the Where's some of the information that we can find out about COVID and the COVID responses and a good summary where we can find that key information? Yeah, so that's something you've clicked onto, which is key. There is a lot of misinformation out there, so it's really important to be hitting reputable sources when you're trying to get some information, because generally lots of this is employment related and also like some quite technical legal stuff. So you don't really want to be getting your information from the Navy. You want to be going to the right sources. So when I think of good sources, I start off with, well, first of all, what we can offer. So here at BDO, we have a business support hub. It's a microsite which anyone can access and gain detailed information on anything COVID-related. There are articles which are written to describe all of the different subsidies and any eligibility, and also just a couple of other key things that you need to know so that would be my first go-to and I guess the great thing about um, our microsite is that there's a lot of government departments that are involved in the COVID response because it's such a big thing it is an all of government response so there's a lot of information even in the different government departments so our team at the National BDO have been pulling all of that information together and putting it into articles that are easily to understand and pull all of that information that may be spread across different government departments so that it's all in one place. Totally. It's that consolidation of information. So I've been part of a team who has been writing up some of the articles and it's really good to just having everything in the one place. So the only other thing that I would say that we could provide is that here at BDO, we do have a national COVID response team in which you can email and phone. So that's just going to give you just that more specialised help if you feel like reading the articles. They're giving you some information, but just not not enough to actually help you in your situation. Um, Both that and for the microsite, we'll include links into the show notes. Um, So Melissa, you... You did kind of talk, you talked about what other sources of information there are. So from your perspective, where else could we be going to get some info? 
So there are some, as I say, some key government departments that are leading the COVID response for the government. So there is um, the Work and Income website where a lot of the uh, wage subsidies are being, that's where you apply for them through. Um, So all their websites have all of that basic information there. Another really great website is the covid19.govt website, the actual New Zealand COVID-19 website. So that breaks down not just um, the business stuff. There is a really great business section that, again, um, outlines all of the business support that's available and what you need to do as an employer. But it does give you a whole bunch of other information about general COVID topics. So about the alert levels um, and what you need to do generally. But in terms of business, not only does it, as I say, give you the subsidies, it also outlines how you can do business at the different alert levels. And if you are new to business and didn't get a QR code um, set up last time, last year when we had the lockdown, then it does lead you through the process of getting your business location a QR code so that once we reduce down through the COVID levels that you've got everything set up to be a responsible business owner for that contact tracing. Yeah, that's going to be a key one because we have had requirements put on business owners that anyone entering your premises needs to scan in or at least record their details. Now, that the onus is on you guys as business owners, so that's quite a big responsibility. So anything you can do and information you can get to make that easier would be really valuable. And I know um, as Kiwis, we like to... Um, keep things as simple as possible and some of these things that we're having to do as part of the COVID response uh, are a little bit of an inconvenience they are making life a little bit more difficult but I guess the flip side of that is as we get out of level four it's going to be important that we keep doing those things that we need to do so that we don't end up in another lockdown because that is the last thing that we want for these businesses is having to go through yet another level four lockdown. Oh, totally. You've definitely hit that one right. So the other one thing I did want to talk about in response to information that you can get re-COVID was just the Zero Business Continuity Hub. So you would know quite a bit about this, Melissa. Yeah, so Zero have, like a lot of other businesses, really pulled together some of this key information that's out there to make it easy to find. And so Zero is doing a great job of... Um, doing the same things with those subsidies but also giving you some articles for that future thinking that if you can't do much in your business during lockdown um, you can start looking at some of those articles to see what sort of things that you can do to get yourself in the best position that once lockdown's lifted that um, you're good to go and everything that you need is there that walks you through um, different things that you can review, finances and that kind of stuff. But also um, Zero's got some great mental health um, workshops or information there as well that if you or a member of your team is struggling with the lockdown, as we know, it is quite stressful from time to time um, in lockdown. So there's information there that you can go through or you can send to your team. And they also have the Zero Assistance Program that is um, an employment service, counselling service, mental health service um, that you can access as well, that if you don't have um, an employee assistance program through 
your company, which a lot of small companies don't, that Xero have set this up so that those companies that don't offer that have an employee assistance program in place to help themselves or their employees um, if they if they need that service. And obviously during lockdown, that's more key than ever. We have multiple different subsidies and support available from the government. So I'm just going to quickly highlight and name a couple of these where you would apply for them and then we can give you further details via any links in our show notes. Let's first start off with the wage subsidy. This is one that most people will be quite familiar with. This one is able to be applied through the Work and Income website. It gives you weekly payment rates, which can be used to pay, subsidise to pay your employees their wages. There is an expectation, though, that you will make your best efforts to pay your employees' wages, and that's probably the key part about the wage subsidy. Next up, we've got the resurgence support payment. So this is a payment which is designed to help you cover some of your running costs. So you can use this for rent, you can use this for overhead expenses, and you can use this to top up wages. Now, this one you can apply for via the IRD website and is made up of a core payment of $1,500 plus an extra $400 per employee. Next up, we've got the staff or short-term absence payment. This one is for an employee who receives a positive test result. Now, at the moment, this probably won't be used very much, but going forward, when we do get to lower alert levels, there might be employees who are required to isolate due to receiving a positive test result, and that would be the payment you would receive then. And our final one would be your leave support scheme. So this is for an employee who's required to self-isolate for longer than two weeks. This one, again, will be paid at similar payment rates to the wage subsidy. At this stage, no, most people will not be using it. But yes, going into the future, as we are at those lower alert levels, it is very likely that this support scheme will be used. And as we've got four different schemes, there are also four different criteria for applying for those. So it's really important that you look at the resources that are available. And as Kelsey said, we'll link those in the show notes um, to make sure that you know what the criteria is and that when you click in the application that um, you are eligible and you've read the terms and conditions that you know what you are actually signing your name to because they can check up that you do meet those criteria. So you want to make sure that you are applying for the right thing. Now, some people may think that applying for these schemes is quite difficult um, and so may look to look for other ways to pay their employees or discuss reducing things, uh, their hours during lockdown. But it is actually a really easy application process for each of these. You just need some key details about your employees. So definitely take advantage of the support that's out there. Don't try and go it alone. No, exactly. And just a key point that you've mentioned there is that we do actually reply employee, require employee consent to make these applications. And also, if you are going to amend their pays, whether that's reducing down to the 80% or asking employees to take things like annual leave. Now, that consent is really important because if you are providing essentially to work and income employee details, you're applying your giving them employees IRD numbers you're also giving them their date of birth so this is a bit of a privacy issue and it's very Mm -hmm. very key that you do get that written consent from employees before applying for any of these applications. Anything that I want to end this 
area of our topic on is is about mitigating impacts, mitigating risks, and just the lessons that we learned from last lockdown. We've done this before. So it's important to take lessons on board and not to revert to how you did business before. What have you learned from lockdown last time and how did that impact how you ran your business post-lockdown? And how can you improve on that this time? So we saw a huge movement of um, businesses take their businesses online during last lockdown. And I can only imagine that that's probably been happening or is going to likely happen again if this lockdown does keep getting extended. Um, So look at ways that you can engage with your staff, engage with your customers um, to continue at least doing something if, if you're able to. And if you're not able to actually physically do any work, if your work is reliant on being able to meet with people or um, do work on their premises or anything like Even that. any trader who needs to be out and actually building a house. Like, yes, exactly. yes, there's things that you can't be doing, but what can you be doing from home? Can you be working on your social media presence? Can you be getting getting up to date and all of those things that you've been putting behind on the side burner don't just waste this time yes I know it's it's tough and it's really stressful but if you can do some things during your lockdown that will prepare you better for post lockdown that's going to be really really crucial and have a think of some of those things that you potentially know that you should be doing in business um, but maybe have been putting off because you haven't had the time as as stressful as lockdown is, this can be a way to get on top of some of those things. So some of the things that you may need to look at after lockdown is, you know, having a look at your cash flow, having a look at a bit of a budget or a business plan that's going to help you map out what the recovery for your business is like once you can get out of lockdown. Um, We saw some tradies after last lockdown be absolutely rushed off their feet because they had all of this back pile of work. Um, that they hadn't been able to do during lockdown that they now needed to catch up as well as everything they already had booked. So how are you going to manage that process of you know, catching up some work that you maybe haven't been able to do during lockdown while also meeting the rest of your requirements? So have a look at some of those things. Um, ad- us as advisors, we're still all fortunately able to work from home. We are some of the lucky ones, but it means that Your advisors are just a phone call or an email away that if you need to get some of these things in place and you're not quite sure where to start, reach out and say, this is what I'm planning to do. This is what I need to do to get my business in a position to be ready to um, go out into the world at lower alert levels. What do I need to do to get started? Exactly. And you've you've captured on a couple of key topics that we are going to be creating podcast episodes for things like budgeting and business plans. These are really, really crucial and key parts of your business. So taking this time, I know it feels nice to relax at home, but it would also feel good to to be working on your business because generally you're too busy working in your business. You don't have the time to make the most of it. This is almost like a bit of a golden opportunity. And yeah, we have so much time at the moment. We pretty much have all of the time in the world until we get out of level four to be able to sit down and relax and you know do those things around the house that you haven't been able to do spend time with the family that kind of thing but just putting an hour or two aside 
to do that little bit of work on your business can really make all the difference in getting you ready and putting you in a prime position for level three and level two ahead. Oh, totally. Yeah, this really just sums together. Like this episode probably will be one of our longest episodes. <laughs> COVID has had such a massive impact on our lives already. But I think it's key for us to give you all of this information so that you can help yourselves. We're going to end today's episode with a quick mindset to help bring a little bit of focus to where you want to be looking forward in your business post-COVID. So today we're going to cover the value ladder. So the value ladder is quite an important mindset and it explains the relationship that we must build with our customers before trying to sell them our highest value products or services. This is key. This is about relationship building and this is actually something that we can be doing during a lockdown. Absolutely. You need to consider down your offerings you want to break them down into bite-sized chunks that are easier to sell and start with those items that are lower value or sometimes even free and the thing to remember at the moment with that you know lower value or free is that as a business you're probably struggling you know with the stress and the financial situation at the moment but you've got to remember that your customers will be going through that same thing as well so they're probably not going to be receptive if you're trying to just go out there and sell them something high value, you're going to want to build that relationship and that trust from the outset so that down the line, they're going to be open to that higher values offering. So I've got a bit of an example for everyone and we will think of it like a ladder, the value ladder. And let's start with step one and we're first stepping up to the first rung and we're looking at the initial offer. So this is something generally free or as close to it as possible. So in this example, we're talking about a bike retailer. So this bike retailer is attending a race meeting and they're offering some free branded water bottles. So this is just the first step of building a bit of a relationship. You're giving something away for free. No one's ever going to turn that down. And it just gets your name out there just a little bit. That little bit of brand awareness. Totally. So then we step up to rung number two. And this is your lead magnet. So this this company's decided that they're going to run an after five event and they're going to give some some giveaways away. They're not going to make much money from this. They might make less than ten dollars per person. But what they're giving is a support and a service and a relationship building criteria. Yeah. Let's then head up to rung number three. So this is your first tier. This is where you're actually selling products. So you get these people in and they you sell them their children's bike. So that's going to be one of your lower value items. You might make $250 per day. But you're getting, getting in there. getting somebody in the door. They're in the door. They're confident. They go home. They like the product. So they come back for more. Next step, rung number four, that second tier. So a new mountain bike so they might hit them and they're going to buy a mountain bike off you maybe it's like a grand not your top selling bike but they're, they're still coming in they're still spending their money they're still growing your business and as you can see the relationships building they go home they love that mountain bike and they think hmm, next time I need something else I'm going back to that same store and that is when you get to step five step five being the top the rung of the ladder that loyalty offer 
So yeah. mum comes in and she goes, mm, I'm really fed up with this mountain bike. I want an e-bike, full service program, everything, well over $1,000, multiple thousands of dollars. And that's when you're hitting the jackpot. You didn't get there straight away. But by building that relationship, you've been able to build brand so that when they do come in, at the end, they are really spending the money that you need. And the thing to remember is step one and step two, that initial offer and that lead magnet, they're both steps for really getting your name out there. They're both going to help build that profile so that when somebody's looking for your product or your service, your business is the first name that comes to their mind. And then those that's, step three, four, and five, that's where you start building in that customer service so that they don't regret walking in the door to your business and that they just want to keep coming back every time they need something that you can offer them. That is the absolute key to this. Thank you for listening to our episode. If you enjoyed today's podcast, jump along to your favorite podcast app and like, rate and subscribe the episode so that others can find the podcast as well. And if you need to get in contact with us for direct tailored advice, please do not hesitate to phone our office or flick us an email, melancal at bdo.co.nz. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Unlocking Business Potential, backed by BDO Taranaki.